Shark Tank. <laughs> okay. Hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Truly inspired. That was very, very efficient. Did Monty send that in? It must have required a lot of work to get that one pumped out. <laughs> Who was that? Oh, Ratchet, I think he put his name. I don't Ratchet. know if it's his used name on the website or if that's what his mother named him. His name is longer than his intro. Ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it took you longer to say his name than it did to listen to his song. His right. name has as many syllables as the song did. <laughs> I just want to remind the audience that participation in the Drunk Tank theme song <laughs> sentence, they're not compulsory. You don't have to say <laughs> that. That feels like something that like he had a deadline that he had to meet for the Drunk Tank send-in, and he decided... Oh, man, I got to get this thing out fast. And it was rated yeah. adequate. <laughs> and now we used it. Or maybe he said his out point a little too early, like he was trying to export a little bit of the clip. Or, yeah. I don't know. Send those entries to podcast at roosterteeth.com, and maybe you too can be like Ratchet. How, how big a backlog do you have? Uh, it's pretty big. I think that entry was from late July. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Has, has Jeff mentioned how long of a backlog we have on the fails of the week? No. We have over 2,000 entries for Fails of the Week. Why don't you explain what Fails of the Week is, first of all? Fails of the Week is a Halo series that we do on Achievement Hunter every Friday where we show about you know 10 to 12 clips of uh, horrible failures in Halo Reach. And uh, we have people submit them online. And uh, then we go through and pick out our favorites and then post it in a video. And Jeff and I do commentary for it. We're up to week six, I believe. But anyway, we've had literally over 2,000 entries, which I think means we're good for the next three years. So you're saying the people don't send any more in? Uh, I mean, you can. This is going to be a while before we get to them. So. Do you watch all 2,000 entries, or do you have the, the audience and the community somehow vet these no, entries? No, no. Uh, I go through them all and watch them myself, and then um, I pick them out. And Jeff, Jeff uh, he made it very, about it. <laughs> no, Jeff made it very clear that he doesn't want to see them because he wants to see them for the first time when we watch the video to do the commentary for it. I think <laughs> wow, that's awesome. awesome. I should do that. <laughs> he really did his laziness well, and he had yeah. you fooled. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about his process. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to point out he does the exact same thing for cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> He's like, I, look, I just don't want to be surprised by the germs. <laughs> oh, what's up? Did, didn't Matt set like a very ambitious schedule for everyone to like pitch in and start cleaning the kitchen, which instantly got derailed? I think Wait, you, we were supposed to, you were supposed to create the schedule. I was? Oh, yeah. No. I I, no one told me that. I think you, you, we determined you were the logistics guy. What? <laughs> you could come up with the best like round robin version of a schedule that have everybody in this office taking out trash. All right. You do have get, a file get, cabinet. Guess who has the least amount of t- <laughs> time to clean the kitchen? <laughs> this guy. I think today is Jeff Day, which is why he's he's out sick today. Yeah, he has a sore throat. Okay, Griffin came in and was like, <laughs> "Jeff has a sore throat. He's not coming in today." It's like, "Oh, poor baby. Does Jeff have a boo boo?" He thinks he has AIDS. He uh, does. He probably does. What? Wait, Bernie and I had to come to me yesterday that he didn't have AIDS because he heard something. Uh, was it Bubba the Love Sponge he was listening to? So, Bubba the Oh, that's serious then. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dr. Bob. Bubba the Love Sponge. Dr. Love Sponge. We, uh, just to kind of set this up, we had we can, participated last night in Wootstock, which was in Austin, which is a sh- kind of a variety show. Yeah, it's like, it's like a geek variety show. It's like Paul and Storm, who are two musicians, Adam Savage from Mythbusters, uh... Usually it's Will Wheaton participates. He was one of the four founders, but uh, he wasn't able to make it yesterday, so they replaced him with Neil Gaiman. And, um, the author. Yeah, the author, Neil Gaiman, and a, a few other people, like some local guys and some, uh, you know, like Step 2 from Microsoft were there, was there. Molly, yep. the ukulele player? Yeah, Molly. We'll get back to it in a second, yep. but basically we had to go downtown, which it was literally, Gus, it was the theater right next door to our old office. How convenient. Uh, yeah, the first time that's ever come in handy, we're no longer in that office. So we had to go down for a sound check, and Griffin and Jeff and I went at about, what, was it 3.30? Yeah, it was pretty there? early. And then the show was at 7, so we had a video that we were contributing, which I'll get to back to in a second as well, but uh, we had to go down, test to make sure it sounded okay over the speakers, and then we essentially had about three and a half hours to kill 
before we had to be back at the theater. And so Griffin and I went to a coffee shop with Jeff, who was sick. And I guess I discovered for the first time that if you give Jeff enough downtime, he will think of the worst possible scenarios <laughs> for what's wrong with him. He doesn't get sick often, but when he does, he's like a huge but whiner. Is he a woman? Jesus. No, that's what? a guy thing, man. That's yeah, women, no, women. Women take sickness a lot better than guys. I don't know about that. Have you been sick since you've been married? Uh, yes, I have. I got sick. Remember, I got I missed like a week of work. I got super sick oh, I uh, a couple months ago. <laughs> I did not think I had AIDS, though. You didn't? No. Being ne- sick never crossed my mind. mind. He's also, men are also terrible at taking care of sick people. I yeah. was, uh, I'm, I, w- yeah, I really am terrible. That, that first day I got really sick. I was, uh, I was still trying to work, uh, from home. Like I was taking phone calls. I had a conference call that day. I was like doing stuff for our, our, our move into this building. Brag about it. And, uh, I was on a conference call and all of a sudden I got super sick and I had to, I was laying in bed. I had to mute my iPhone throw open the back doors to my house and just start throwing up like in the middle of a conference call and then the, the, the people on the call were like Gus are you there are you there and I had to unmute it for a second I was like hold on hold on one second <laughs> I remuted it then I unmuted I was like listen guys we gotta reschedule this like, I can't handle this nice the best story I ever heard like that um, throwing up is great but there was a guy I know this guy we used to work for Gus and he was on a conference call once years and years ago and there's this big like he goes hold on a second there's a big bang 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 like something hitting something and they're like, what is that? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm working from home today, and I just had to kill a rattlesnake. <laughs> and he, was, he was talking to these guys in New York, and I guess a ra- rattlesnake had crawled up on his patio, and he had to kill it with a hoe. So, okay. I, I was, was, was going to ask you if the bangs were shots. No. I was, was, if you shot fucking rattlesnake. And you know what? If anyone in the world could shoot a snake, it'd be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like keeping the like stereotypes about Texas and people who live in Texas yeah. going. It, it, it was so endearing to the people in New York. Like, this guy killed a rattlesnake on a conference call. <laughs> he somehow saved our life. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you said uh, there was someone named, there was a ukulele player at the thing last night. Was it the same ukulele player who was at PAX? It was, and I apologize to her for being part of that horrible train wreck of the deal. <laughs> and uh, so hopefully hopefully she, she took that to heart. Her name is Molly, and she's uh, she's really funny and a uh, great ukulele player. player and... Uh, we were part of this uh, <laughs> late night talk show for PAX, and I think you guys talked about it once when I wasn't on the podcast. Yeah, we uh, we gave a we gave a, a very brief overview. You can even, I'm gonna I can feel the the rage like building a little bit because <laughs> we were asked to be part of this late night podcast, which is essentially one of these little side halls at PAX, and we were going to be the first guest. And we us it was going to be this uh, Molly uh, lady, the ukulele player, and then uh, um, what's the dude's name? The other guy from Dig that's not Kevin Rose, Alex Albrecht. So. I don't know how to put this. <laughs> we we kind of did it as a favor to pork fry to to do it, and and you know they needed they needed another guest. So we said sure we'll do it, and it's at the end of the day at PAX when we're already it was obliterated too, right? And everything, and it wasn't know, just end of day; it was like midnight. It was midnight, so we were like hanging around at the convention hall much later than normal. And I just just to be clear, we were going to be on the show with Alex Albrecht, and I thought. Man, I should really be up to date on my Alex Albrecht information in case we're sitting on stage and I have to talk to him. I don't want to be like, oh, you know, hey, you know, what are you up to? And like, I so I'm backstage, literally like tapping into my iPhone on Wikipedia and reading up on Alex Albrecht, like getting up to date on his, you know, Project Lore, you know, Totally Rad Show, everything he's doing. Um, right, you want to have an intelligent discussion with right, him. Right, because yeah. I don't want to be a freaking dickhead in front of an audience. Well, we get out there and the guys who are doing this thing, they, they, boy. 
I told Jeff, I said, we have two modes. We have funny and we have ugly. And they put us into ugly mode right away because they didn't know our names. They just they said, come on out, and they didn't even bother. Not, like, not only did they not know our names, they called us by the wrong name. That is true. even worse. And, uh, and all the people who were there to see us are like, what the hell? And so, like, they called, what they call you guys, Frank? I think I was Frank. And I and I just stood up there, and I'm like, who the fuck is Frank? <laughs> and then, then we just proceeded. Like, these guys were completely and totally unprepared, so we just decided, what the fuck? Let's make... We took Lemonade, yeah. <laughs> and we we kind of destroyed the first segment of the show, which I think a lot of people appreciated because it was this warm up period beforehand when we were backstage, and it was pretty clear that well, yeah, they had technical problems that lasted for about an hour <laughs> while we're standing there, <laughs> while we're standing there waiting. Hey, you know what you can do when there's technical problems as a host of a show? You can probably read up on your guests. That yeah. might be a good idea. What's <laughs> that? The iPhone. Anyway, if only there was some magical device that fit in your pocket that was connected to a worldwide web of information <laughs> so molly was on after us and uh she salvaged everything from what i understand we got out of there pretty quickly after yeah, we derailed that night. was of course the pax thing not woodstock which happened last night yeah, yeah no no that no, woodstock it was a very professional event everybody understood what they were doing and they were they were awesome yeah. paul and storm man they're like they remind me more of the bare naked ladies than any other band that i've ever seen like part of the bare naked ladies um if you've never seen them in concert is the fact that they just know each other so well that you sit up there and riff, and it's yeah. like half comedy, half music. Yeah. And Paul and Storm were like, I'd say 75% comedy and 25% music, because their, mu- their music's very funny, too. Well, and what you were saying about being prepared, um, well, the Bare Naked Ladies seeing them, they always t- they talk about stuff local. They go out and explore the town, and they have something to talk about like that relates to people who live there. And um, like Paul and Storm seemed really interactive with the guests and with the audience. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. It was a neat event. It was a lot of fun. And Steptoe's bit is great. But while we're killing time waiting to you know for the show to start, watching Jeff in that coffee shop was pretty damn funny. <laughs> because I, I he doesn't even think like he just goes straight to AIDS. Like so, so how, how did it how did it start? Was he just like there, like, I don't feel so good? Here's exactly it. He coughed, so he has AIDS. Pretty much that was it. <laughs> he, I guess he was listening to something where I, I, he said it was Bubba the Love Sponge. I've never listened to yeah, the show. They're on Howard 101. Okay, yeah. So he had heard – they had a guest in who has HIV positive and was talking about how he discovered he was HIV positive. Yeah, I guess he had a sore throat and went into the doctor and like got t- and then tested and found out he was HIV positive. So Jeff assumed, of course, because his throat is sore that that's the obvious conclusion. You, you know, now that you mentioned sense. it, I guess he was coughing Not a bit a in the office yesterday. No, he was. It was pretty funny. Uh, they were recording audio. Uh, Griffin and Jeff were recording audio for a Fable video, and I was sitting next to him. I wasn't in it, and it was literally Jeff hit record. Goes, "Hey, this is Jeff from Achievement Hunter," <laughs> and immediately died. Yeah, he <laughs> I was, was like, "Stop! We got to re-record that one." Actually, on all of the videos, like he was sort of trying to hold it together, and at the end, like he would just like yeah. he's just coughing like crazy. He just cut that <laughs> off. So on all those like three videos yesterday, he was just it was like, pretty funny. He had that professionalism though. He got a fucking soldier through it, power yeah. through. No, he was fine. He he did he did uh, he did say fag on stage in front of the entire Paramount <laughs> nice. audience. Classy. <laughs> I pulled the eject cord pretty quickly after that. <laughs> I figured we lost ten to fifteen percent of the audience right then. Yeah. We were talking about uh you know we're not used to live audience interaction. We're used to YouTube, so uh-huh. we don't really understand audience feedback unless it's completely misspelled or grammatically incorrect. You have and to he, somehow talk in all caps. He told the whole audience. He told the entire theater to call him a fag. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I was like, thank you. Good evening. We'll rest your teeth. See you like, later. Yeah, yeah, bye. It's great to be here in Austin for the 365th day in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was fun, though. I, I, if, 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 uh, if they had said, we really didn't know what to expect at all. You know, we're video guys. And we kept, we kept telling them, look, we're not, we're not live stage guys. We do Q&As at PAX, and, you know, we're very comfortable with that. But 
like prearranged bits or stuff like that. It's just not, you know, not our thing. We're 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 good in editing. So is this Woodstock thing like does it travel? I guess it has like Yeah, they're in Dallas the today. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I gotta say, I don't want to rate anybody, but uh, someone who had a great time meeting at that event was uh, the guy who draws Foxtrot, Bill Ammond. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was really cool. V- yeah. Very cool dude. And I, I mean, I've been reading that comic. I asked him, and he said he'd been drawing for 22 years. Is that right? I think that's so, what he said, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, I'm pretty sure I was reading uh, Foxtrot in middle school, you wow. know, and... Uh, I just I checked out his website. It's just like foxtrot.com. I see uh, Gabe from Penny Arcade retweets some of his stuff sometimes, and they have exchanges. He goes to, to He goes to PAX. Yeah. So, I mean, we should uh, – he, he was a really cool guy. And uh, for some reason, I thought – I thought <laughs> – I was so stupid. I thought everyone in this show was from Austin. Like, I thought Neil Gaiman was from Austin. <laughs> I thought Bill Ammon was from Austin. I just didn't get the fact that they, they flew in for this event. Uh, we were, like, the only local guys at the thing, essentially. That's funny. Out of all of Austin, we were chosen to represent the city. <laughs> Not that I get you anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, you know, if you're, if you're on the internet, I don't know that being local really matters all that much. Yeah, the important people were out voting yesterday, I guess. I guess so. There was an election or something. <laughs> um, hey, are you going to be doing Achievement Hunter stuff for Connect when that comes out this week? Uh, we've talked about it. Um, we're definitely going to be picking up a Connect, but we'll see how we're going to do Achievement Hunter video. Yeah, how are you do? Uh, is it going to be you... Jumping around in front I, of camera? I think ultimately that's probably what's going to happen. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're literally going like to point the camera at us and then also capture it at the same time. I can only imagine nothing but embarrassing videos coming out of that. Nice. So. I'm not doing it. After what you guys did to me on that skate video, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere near that connect. No, that you was Tony, the, Tony when you Hawk. tried to, you were on the skateboard? Yes. God, that and was that one was of the funniest things. Funny. I ate shit. I almost died laughing. You can hear me wheezing because I couldn't breathe anymore <laughs> in the video. Is that up somewhere for people to see? It's in my videos on the site. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we should have put it in the link dump. Yeah. And on YouTube. Is it on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think yeah, you I... blasted that out to all our partners. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Thank you, Jack, for that. No problem. I think we bought ad space through Google TV. <laughs> <laughs> Man. But, yeah, last night was a lot of fun. Uh, talking with Adam Savage was pretty cool. You know, that's that was pretty neat because, actually, I checked my TiVo um, to make sure I was recording all the election night coverage stuff. And I noticed that uh, in my scheduled recordings with, was Mythbusters, and I was standing literally right next to Adam Savage, and I was like, "That's kind of neat, a little surreal." You were check how you were checking your DVR over your phone. Yeah, yeah. Who, who do you have service to? Is it it's TiVo? Oh, nice. Yeah, TiVo. I have Time Warner cable, but a TiVo DVR. Yeah, I think so. Time Warner starting to roll that service out for uh, for smartphones, and I know AT and T Uverse has that. Yeah, I didn't realize TiVo also had that as well. Yeah, TiVo's had like web you know web scheduling for a long time now. Yeah, but phone. Yeah, well, is, no, is no, it I mean, an app or just at the no? I, I did, I did ah. it to the website. Oh, okay, so it was easy. I don't know. They probably have an app, but I haven't checked. If Gus thinks you're at least the little, the, even the least bit unhappy, I should say, with your Time Warner service, he will jump on you and try to get you to change. Fucking <laughs> dump them. I hate Time Warner. I, I saw him doing it on Twitter the other day with yeah. a flash. Hey, yeah. It's like you wait. You must nope. have like an alert like, that if I, somebody complains about Time Warner, had, you show up. My, like I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole ordeal, but <laughs> I used to live at this other house before I bought my house. I rented a house, right? Right, and. My Time Warner service was great unless the temperature dropped below 45 degrees or went above 95 degrees. <laughs> That's every day except for two. Yeah, within Austin, that temperature yeah. range, everything worked great. But the second that range was, you know, you're out of that range, everything stopped working. And it was just call after call like, oh, yeah, we're going to send someone out tomorrow. Then, you know, no one shows up. And what happened? Oh, yeah, we're going to escalate to a supervisor. Supervisor called you right back. No one calls. You know, it's just the same bullshit. And then eventually, you know, three weeks later, they send someone out. It's like, oh, yeah, the equipment's bad up on the pole. We're going to have to replace that. Wow. It's like, I. 
I, I will say I, 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 power cycling my fucking modem twenty times isn't going to fix it. I, I will say on def- maybe not on defense, but uh, I had an issue with Time Warner recently where my I got home and it was the World Series game and my cable was out, and so I called up Time Warner and it was busy and I'm like, oh that's good. So I got on Twitter and I started railing against Time Warner and almost immediately the Time Warner like Twitter account responded to me and said we have someone in Austin working on it. We know what's going on. We'll have it fixed soon. So that was kind of cool. At least they were able, like, they were keeping an eye out and seeing that, you know, people were upset. They right. actually were like, okay, no, no, we're trying to fix it. So that was neat. He- heaven forbid they are able to answer the phone. Yeah. That, that actually happened to me, that same kind of thing. And you, it's it's one of the cooler things about Twitter, amongst a lot of very uncool things about Twitter, yeah. is that I was in Seattle with Joel. We were working on a commercial, and I, I just tweeted, hey, anybody in Seattle know I've got time for one burger before i got to catch a plane? A plane by Gus, I have now broken two million frequent flyer miles. Congratulations! On that You're like George Clooney now. Am I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah one fifth of George Clooney in that movie. He, he had what ten million yeah, miles. Did. But uh, I said I only have time for one burger. So should I go to Burger Master? Should I go to Five Guys? Or should I go to um, what was the other one? There was some. It was like a truck or something. Oh no no, it was uh, Red Mill. Red Mill up in Seattle, which are good burger places. And then, Gus, you were like every other person on Twitter telling me not to go to Five Guys because you have one in Austin. But that wasn't the point. It's like, where should I go? Yeah. Uh, and then E from Xbox Live, he directed us to Lunchbox Box Laboratory in Seattle. That That's was great It was amazing. It was – I can't even just – I'll give you a picture of it. It was the most amazing burger I've ever had in my life. had like half a pound of bacon on it. It was Ooh. great. But uh, the weird thing was I commented how no one was voting for Burger Master, and then Burger Master gets involved in the conversation, their Twitter account. And they're like, <laughs> we agree with you. And I was like, what? Yes, that, that was weird. Yeah, suddenly the, the restaurant is uh, is getting involved in where I'm going to go eat. That's <laughs> happened to me in Austin before. Like I've got this whole like Twitter relationship with Mi Madres, That's the taco cool. place. Yeah. I, I, tw- I Twitter one time that uh, I was looking for some hot chocolate or something downtown at some coffee shop in Austin. Like Twittered me, they're like, "If you come in now, we'll get you half off." Like, wow, <laughs> shit, that's cool. You know, that's it's strange. One it's, time, it's it's, uh, I was having a lot of problems with Bank of America, and I was fucking taking it out on them on Twitter. And their Bank of America helps Twitter account replied to try to be helpful. Not helpful. <laughs> 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 they're, they're great at making it look like they're trying to help, but they didn't do shit. And how fast is the service if everyone's on Twitter? And how fucked no. up is that? I couldn't get someone on the phone to help me. You know, I couldn't get someone. Go walking into a bank to help me, but I make an angry Twitter about it, and someone replies right away. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Why not? It seems really convenient for you. You're on yeah, but they didn't the do time. anything, though. Uh, they just make it look. They give a public perception that they're doing something to try to help, but then there's no follow-up. The, people don't see that lack of follow-up or that lack of satisfaction. It's just a facade. It's all bullshit. Bank of America should go bankrupt. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to do everything I can to help. You tell me something on Twitter is bullshit? <laughs> I can't believe that. <sighs> anyway. Because they tweet you, it's like, come in, we'll help you out. And then, like, the Bank of America Twitter account goes, having a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> case of the Got Mondays. a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> Stock's down 2%. <laughs> I could really use some coffee. <laughs> because Facebook worked that way, too, if, like, you just, like, change your relationship status to, it's complicated. <laughs> and then random women from your town <laughs> would message you and go, I understand you're complicated. <laughs> All this mortgage documentation is difficult. I'm just going to sign it without reading it. <laughs> Anyway, oh, man. I'm actually pretty happy. I'm actually pretty happy with Bank of America right now. Okay. They're my bank, and I've been they've they've given me like a bunch of tools, you know, because we have our business accounts there. They've given us. Uh, whenever I say something like that, I'm always worried. Like, I'm going to say we have a bank account at Bank of America, and I'm going to look as soon as I get on with the podcast. We have zero dollars in our account. <laughs> somebody, somebody hacked it. Like that's all it would take to know is that we have an account at Bank of America, and we're gone. 
And we had a problem with that because that, fi- uh, that fire sheep thing came up when I was in Seattle, too. Right. And we're a little behind the curve on that because you and I discovered it probably, what, four days after it came out? I'd heard about it by the time. I told you I'd heard about it already when you sent me that message. I know, but I mean, I hadn't really, like, I, I had. I guess I hadn't read about it, and I guess you don't feel the need to warn us about security issues then when they hey, come man, up. That, that's on you. <laughs> do you guys know what it is? You know what Fire Sheep is? Yeah. I, 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 I skimmed that email. Oh, yeah, you well, I sent, I, sent, I sent an informative email. So it's a pretty interesting thing where you, you can basically put a plug in on Firefox, and the best way to describe it is it's like Napster for hackers, where, you know, when Napster came out, suddenly everybody was a pirate because they could just type in what they wanted yeah. in a search bar and they could get it. And it's that same kind of thing where you can just put a plug in on Firefox, get on the network at uh, Starbucks, the Wi-Fi network, and you can just start pulling up people's accounts who are logged in uh, through the same Wi-Fi network and to take a, over to a variety accounts. of different websites. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to have had a major impact. Uh, I think it's it. I, it has maybe not for us. We don't go around using these public hotspots as much. It's easily you know it's not as bad as the initial reaction may have been to it, uh-huh. because you have to be connected to a Wi-Fi network that has no WEP or WPA key, uh, which is, you know, like most places in the public. You go to a coffee shop, there's not going to be a key. But if you're using it at home or at work, it's not a, not a big deal, not an issue. Or if you use, you know, VPN when you're out, out and about, you're still fine. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, for most people who aren't, you know, aware of it, I'm sure it's it's a big deal, and they, they'll get their, sh- their shit hijacked. Does that affect, like, phones and stuff, too? Like, if I was on my iPhone and a... Yeah. Really? So yeah, if you're just, using your browser, yeah. So they could just go, well, yeah, I guess so. Okay. I mean, it's, all, it's all web traffic. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not, you know, dictated by the browser. Should be clear. It affects your I- or your phone if you're connected to the Wi-Fi network there. Right. They obviously can't get on the cellular network and do that, yeah. right? Right. Well, Unless they're at, like, the demarcation point at the phone company. Right. Well, In which case, you've got other problems if there's someone there <laughs> but I mean, sniffing your traffic. To, 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 you know, to clarify, it's just web traffic stuff. So it's not like if you're right. connected to a Wi-Fi network... It's like in your pocket, you didn't realize that they can't pull up your address book or anything like that. I mean, if you, I mean, it depends. If you had like a Facebook page that refreshed, I guess. Yeah, or if you have like your contacts. But I'm, I'm saying Facebook like, outside of Safari on my iPhone. Oh no, no, no! Like it's, they it's, can't go through and pull stuff from no. my address book or whatever. Okay. No. Well, let's be cl- clear. Just, Somebody probably yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. With Firefox, no. No, but with this little easy like click a button in your hacker tool, no. Did you see there was a? Okay, I guess if it's my job to warn of security exploits. Did you see there was a? Another exploit that can be performed on an iPhone, if you have a locked iPhone in your hand and you don't know the code, you can trick it into unlocking the address book and into making phone calls. Oh, yeah? I think yeah. I've seen something I don't, I don't like remember that. the exact procedure, but it's something like you hit the emergency phone call button, enter gibberish, then as it's trying to dial, you lock it and unlock it real fast, and mm-hmm. then it pulls up the contact list. So I can steal someone's phone and call all their friends? Or get their con- all the contacts okay. that they have. But the iPhone's uh, – does the iPhone have the standard feature or do I have it through MobileMe where you can wipe it remotely? Uh, that's, that's MobileMe. Yeah, MobileMe. Mobile that's pretty I, – I, it's 99 bucks a year and at first MobileMe just seems like a service you should just have anyway. But yeah. it comes with lots of cool stuff like you can track your phone and mm-hmm. like when you lose your phone, you can just pull it up on Google Maps and see exactly where your phone is. Brandon had to do that when he uh, lost his phone. He put it on top of his car. And drove off, and he found, he found the exact <laughs> intersection where it was crushed. <laughs> it was still transmitting crushed? Uh, no, I think it was transmitting up to the point where it got crushed and had, like, last known location, and it was That's still funny. there. My phone, actually, I got mobile me after my phone was stolen from a bar. Yeah. 
That sucked. How'd your phone get stolen from a bar? Um, I, Were you I working for Apple it. with a prototype? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just set it down on. I, I was I had it like cor- I had this corner to myself, sort of with my friend. We were playing pool, and the corner was empty. And I just set it on the table for like two seconds and turned around to, to take a shot. And then I turned back and it was gone. And then I made everyone in the bar empty their pockets until the owners asked me to leave. <laughs> Did you I, really? Yeah, and they were not helpful at all. I was like, listen, I had four hundred pictures of my daughter on there, and like I, fl- I kind of I cried and I flipped out, and they were just like. You're making the guest uncomfortable. So now I well, have to go back there. Maybe the guest was making you uncomfortable by stealing your phone. Right. That's what I said. Um, so I don't go there anymore. And everyone, all my friends who want to go there and hang out, I tell them they can't. So. Oh, wow. It's Liberty. Don't go to Liberty. Okay. I was going to ask if you wanted to disparage them. What's Liberty? Li- liberty Lunch? Or it's, is it? No, Liberty. It's this uh, like punk kind of bar on the East, on the east 6th Street. Um, and they have like a – I think they have – is it Uchi? They have put in like a little trailer in the back, Guest, Do you know? Uh, no, I don't know what the trailer is. They have a trailer there. for Uchi in the back? Uchi's like, a sushi place. No, it is, but but Uchi's like kind of branching out. Like they've got what yeah, is it, Uchiko, Uchiko. Mm-hmm. and I think they've got like a little trailer now that's like more bar foody kind of stuff. I don't know because not everyone can eat it like Uchi bar-foody. Uchi because it's pretty expensive. That's one of well, Colorado, sushi. right? Sushi out of a trailer. Would you eat that? No. Yeah, but they do. No, Uchi's on South Lamar. I, 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 I from this, uh, is, draft house. this is about from Jeff. So I, it may not be Uchi, but I, I feel like it was. Like, or at least the people that own Uchi opened up like another, a trailer or something behind this bar. Not that you should go there or even be interested in this. <laughs> I don't know if Jeff would recall it. HIV really affects your memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like man. that in two weeks we've taken Jeff and turned him into somebody who's bad in bed and has HIV. <laughs> he's, not, he's not. I never so said he was bad in bed. Is there a correlation? <laughs> he's is a scientific question. And irresponsible. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, God. So uh, you got one of those new MacBook Airs, Bernie. How are you liking it? I like it a lot. Um, I, I, I I lost the laptop. It was stolen in a barn, and maybe people turn out their pockets. And they, <laughs> they had no they had no notebook in their pockets. But I, I had a laptop stolen from me. We had a rash of, like, stealings. It stinks. Yeah. Jack, you went through that whole thing, and then I had a laptop stolen from me. And that was, like, like about you know eight months ago or something like that. And um, I said, I'm going to go without a laptop because I, I kind of have tethered to my laptop too much. And it was an ambitious experiment. It was, and it worked for a while, but I just found at home I needed a laptop every now and then. And as now a Mac person, which I guess that I am, I've learned when you want something, don't buy it. Wait until they have one of their yeah. show them off shows and then buy it then. <laughs> so I bought the uh, the MacBook Air day one that it came out because I've been waiting to buy a laptop. And I like it. I got the 13-inch one. It's quiet. Here, listen. You can't hear it. And... Um, it's light, and uh, I just use it for web and screenwriting. So. You haven't had any trouble with it, because I see some people are reporting like hardware trouble with it with their MacBook Airs. They're complainers, in my uh, opinion. Okay. No, I don't know. I you know I have a thing where when I have a product, I'm not one of those people that's like just talks about how great it is. You know, there's a lot of people who get defensive. Like if they yeah, own yeah, something, yeah. if something, I will complain. No, about you something. will complain. <laughs> like, uh, don't uh, buy uh, this. Don't buy this. You thing. will complain very loudly. <laughs> yeah, but this on this one, I'd say my biggest complaint about it is the fact that. Uh, the keyboard's not backlit. In every other Mac notebook, the keyboard's backlit. It's surprising how much I miss that. That mm-hmm. is kind of surprising. Yeah. Surprising that I miss it or surprising they don't have it? It's surprising that you miss it. Like, I, I can't imagine. Like, I, well, you also, you, you, you hunt and peck with your fingers, right? I do. Do you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I've probably written in the last eight years how, I, like, like 2,500 pages of script. <laughs> I can't even, I wouldn't even know. I'd have to count it up, but... Yeah, I, I type with four fingers total. That's crazy. The index finger and the middle finger on either hand. That's got to drive you crazy. A little bit. Why don't you just learn how to type? I don't know. I just never learned how to type. I have a degree, I have a degree in CS and I'm a screenwriter. I mean, I can't imagine a skill that would come in more handy for someone like that. No, I remember like typing. I remember the day I, I spotted you doing that. I was like, is that a joke? And then I was like, no, no, that's how you type. Yeah. That's that's crazy to me. Okay. It's pretty the, nutty. The most 
useful class I took in high school. It was a fucking typing class. Yeah, no shit. It's like you a middle school. You are you are shortening your life, Bernie, with stress. <laughs> I probably am, but I just I don't know what to say. I never took typing in class. I mean, in high school, it was just a, you know, like it was literally quick. typewriters. Yeah, I, yeah. I used fucking typewriters. Wow. Oh God. We had like these Casio looking keyboards. That um, they had a little L- like a little LCD screen on the very top. It was like one line. Yeah. And you would type into that. It would like letters would come out, and you have to hit them as they scrolled across. Mm-hmm. But, I had a I had a computer with a keyboard because I was I'm really young. <laughs> I can totally relate to anyone listening. I, I, I learned on IBM Selectrix. You know those fucking st- stereotypical uh, typewriters that you always see with that like a little wheel of letters. Oh, cool. Like MTV News. Don't fucking patronize me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just learned that you can change the uh, Xbox Live keyboard to a QWERTY layout if you want to. Mm-hmm. I didn't know huh. that you could do that. I just use the chat pad all the time, so I guess I don't. Yeah, there's English and English QWERTY on your selection. So pad. I can, yeah, see, like I can type as fast with my thumbs on a chat pad or on an iPhone as fast as I can type on a regular <laughs> keyboard. There's nothing wrong with that, right? I, uh, yeah. you know, I installed that new Xbox dashboard update the other day, and. I don't. It's anecdotal, but I think it really helped my load times in Fallout New Vegas. How is that? I have no idea because my load times were fucking terrible. Because his load times were like a joke. It was, like I showed Jack, he couldn't believe it. No, it was shocking. It was like I would go through a door and I would literally load for four or five minutes. Yeah. Every door, four really? or five minutes. And uh, I feel like my load times have been quartered by. Uh, I don't know if it's the update. Just around the same time I installed the update, my load times are mysteriously now a quarter of what they were before. Yeah. Did you just, like, avoid doors for a while? Like Yeah, like, any time, like, there was one person in particular I'd have to visit at, at Hoover Dam, and I knew she was behind four doors. I'd be like, oh, fuck, I tried to do as many quests as I could to turn them all in at once. That way I could minimize the amount of times I had to go through those doors. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of doors in Fallout, too. You hit the strip, and it's just like, oh, you have to go through this gate, this gate, and this gate. Yep. Now go upstairs. Like, motherfucker. But so, no, I'm much better. I'm actually enjoying the game again now. Yeah. So are you – I've read a lot of things about Fallout New Vegas, and not all of them are positive. You are enjoying the game, bottom line. I'm enjoying the game, asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> that game is fucking buggy. I encountered a bug last night where – like I have this gun that I got for uh, pre-ordering the game at GameStop. It's a, a weathered 10 millimeter pistol. And I've been using this gun a lot throughout the game, and uh, last night I found a mod for it. It's like a laser sight. And I was like, oh, great, you know, this will help me, you know, this will help the weapon be even better if I can continue to use it. So I put the laser sight on the gun, and uh, I go back to playing the game, and suddenly everything looks like it's, I'm looking at it through a red filter. It's like, what the fuck's going on? I put my gun down, and it goes away. And I was like, well, that's weird. I'm putting the gun back up, and there's a red filter. So I switch to third-person perspective, and there's a giant red square on me with a white exclamation mark in it. Because no one modeled that gun with that mod on it. Really? Yeah. So anytime I use that gun now, I have to look at everything through a red haze. Really? And there's no way you can unmod the gun, so I can't fix it. I can't take that mod off to use my gun regularly anymore. Wow, that's crazy. You don't, you don't have a save or anything you can jump back to? I guess I could, but I don't want to lose that time. Yeah. Do you have the game here with you today? No, I meant to bring it in. Oh, I've, so I've, I've got a copy if you have your gamer tag here. No, I meant to bring both in so I could show you how much quicker uh, my load times were, and I forgot them both <laughs> on my fucking table. Nice. And I re- I'll, I'm not going to pretend like I understand a lot of everything about game development, but from what I understand, like models are one of the hardest things to update. That for whatever reason, like you can't add a new character into, say, like Left 4 Dead. You know, mm-hmm. they can't update Halo with new armor sets. You know, that would have been an obvious thing, right? They could just like, over the life of Halo Three, sold DLC packs for a different armor. Yeah. Or whatever. Didn't Mass Effect Two have a DLC with Zaid? They have different costumes that you can get for those characters. No, but wasn't he a DLC character altogether? I think he was a pre-order guy. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Then. That you could you could get him. Yeah, he didn't, and then he didn't have very much dialogue. Yeah. As much dialogue as the other guys. Now, I'm not saying they can't preload stuff in there and unlock it, but I'm not saying if they just don't have a system for doing right. it, like that might be something that never gets fixed in the game. Right. But then you have some like Undead Nightmare, where there's loads of new stuff in that game, right? Like that that wasn't all just reskin stuff, was it? How big is the download for Undead Nightmare though? Isn't it like four gigs or yeah. two gigs? It's huge. That's the DLC for Red Dead Redemption, oh, right? I got, so, cool. I got screwed. I was telling Jack <laughs> about this last night. This is great. Uh, so I have been playing Red Dead, uh, going leading up to Undead Nightmare coming out. And from from everything that I've read, Undead Nightmare might be the best DLC ever put out for any game ever. The it, the Rockstar DLC is always amazing. Like the Ballad of Gay Tony and um, what was the one the not Angels and Demons. What was the name of the, the motorcycle one? I don't know, but it was a Hell's Angels kind Hell, of thing. Yeah, that was great, too. Uh, Lost in the Damned? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's and it. Anyway, so this so this Undead Nightmare comes out, and I had I had downloaded the three previous DLCs for, uh-huh. for Red Dead, and I was working my way through them on achievements. Um, I determined that that's my latest 100% quest is Red Dead Redemption, and I'm fairly close. Um Anyway, so they put out this pack, and I saw Undead Nightmare Collection Pack. So I said, okay, I'll buy it. Okay, wow, 1,600 points. Okay, I'll buy it. So I bought it, and then it starts to download as 2 gigs, and I was like, that's amazing. Wow. Okay, now I don't feel so bad for spending 1,600 points for DLC because it's 2 gigs. That's a, What does that translate to? 20 bucks? Yeah, uh, 600 points bad, yeah, is about yeah. 20 bucks. So um, for those of you who don't live in the Microsoft you don't speak currency yeah, world. <laughs> and uh, then I come to realize I bought a, col- I bought a bundle. Where it's the Undead Nightmare DLC, and it's all the previous DLC bundled together okay. for an extra price. I was like, "Damn it!" I've already, so I double paid for my other DLC that I was downloading and giving myself a longer download. And I discovered this when I got home, and I saw you know there's two items on the DLC list. You know when they put that featured thing up, it takes up all the real estate, so uh-huh. you don't see the other stuff underneath it. You, when you see Undead Nightmare, like, oh, I don't go hunting one. for yeah. a different version of yeah. it. So then I saw this other one that was like I think 1,200 points. And it didn't have the other stuff. So I was like, damn it. I go, well, at least I can download that and just download the undead component here at home since I downloaded everything at the office. So I, I just hit the button, and then I hit confirm download it. I bought the undead again. <laughs> so I ended up paying like 3,800 points altogether. I think I basically rebought you Red re-bought the game. <laughs> Jesus. So I, I did that in the stupidest possible way. I don't know. Maybe that, that's to show some love for Rockstar for including something you created in the game, the uh, Chupa Thingy achievement. Oh yeah, well I think that's a secret achievement. So spoiler alert, but there's a yeah, there's a Chupa thingy achievement in uh in Red Dead. Yeah, I think we I think we briefly mentioned it last yeah, week. It's we been tried out, to talk it's around been for a while. Whatever. It's been out you for just blundered right into it. Eh, I stumbled into it. No big deal. <laughs> Speaking of Halloween stuff, anybody see um The Walking Dead on AMC? No, I haven't no. seen that. Okay. Well you? I heard good things. I, I watched it just last night in preparation to be able to talk about it in the podcast. Ah. So I watch AMC because I watch Mad Men, which Griffin when are you guys going to get around to watching Mad Men? Um, as soon as we are back in our house, I think. Oh, yeah, because you guys are out of your house now. Yeah. You guys decided they're, they're to at the hospice. Um, AIDS quarantine. <laughs> 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 they're, the, they're living at the free clinic. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we're renting. Oh, sorry. Running into the thing. Um, we're renting a house right now because um, for our floors, we had a big hole in our floor because we took out our, fire, our fake fireplace. Um, and there was no uh, hardwood there. So to get it patched, it was such a small space that they kind of like a minimum of square footage. So we decided just to get the floors refinished since it's something we've been wanting to do for a while. And the varnish is totally gone. So it was, the wood is starting to get damaged. So we took, had to get everything out of our house over the weekend and uh, move out. Wow. So that's where we're at this week. So that sucks. Did you rent a storage unit or is it all cramming? No, we uh, 
just don't actually we've been like slimming down we don't really have that much stuff that's good yeah it's not bad and actually when we take everything out and we had like one night we were just hanging out with like cushions on the floor with like a television setup i didn't i didn't mind it like i like having furniture with backs you know that's nice but i kind of like just having empty space and not having just a ton of crap everywhere spartan lifestyle yeah well we got rid of a lot of stuff which is good it's nice to be forced to get rid of things yeah um and then there's a lot of things i don't think will make it back in the house because the floors will be really nice and like our Jeff? furniture <laughs> our furniture will just like worse again so that's it, like know? the hidden cost of uh of updating your floors oh, is having to replace all your furniture well i don't yeah. even think we replace it i said we just get rid of it well, <laughs> well i know why gus is saying that because jeff was walking around complaining about that when you were in the other room, when you were in the other room the other day he's like you know there's a hidden cost of moving your stuff out of your house you end up getting rid of it you gotta replace all your stuff with new stuff so i think he's convinced that you're gonna be at the furniture store buying all new stuff well yeah i mean i'm gonna buy stuff. <laughs> whatever well it's like when we moved into the new office you know jeff and i both got new desks and you know, well, you know, you, know like, you don't you don't want to you kind of want to start fresh. So. I I was okay with just big pillows in the living room for a long time. Like we had a couple of bean bags from Craigslist, and all I heard was like people complaining. And like the moment we got rid of one big one, like everyone was like, "Oh, this is so much better." Finally, you have grown up furniture. So <laughs> if it weren't for the judgment of others, I would be totally okay with just some pillows on the floor. Oh. Yeah, friends <laughs> are great when you make an improvement to something. They go, "Oh, thank God." I know. <laughs> it's like then everything comes out. It's like I had no idea you hated everything about our house up until now. Just most yeah. things, yeah. not everything. Yeah. And Jack, part of the reason why we got new desks was the fact that you and I were taking a golf club and putting holes in Jack's <laughs> desk. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Every day for the last month we were in the old office. I tried writing my name in it, but uh, – Using the golf club? Using the golf club. <laughs> the worst thing was like – I got a J and then it just fell apart. You guys thought you were about to move out and then it ended up taking like a month longer. <laughs> yeah. So he was trying to like use this. He couldn't use his mouse because there were too many like holes. Like his yeah. mouse would just like sink into it. See, Jack took it too far. I was doing one dent a day, one big hole slash dent per day to slowly dent his desk and maybe he'd think he was going crazy like that's a new tent and i was putting them like where his keyboard goes but more specifically where his mouse would like go. you really you need to increase just paranoia of things <laughs> i would leave you syringes on his desk that <laughs> but uh, and then also i mean we were in that office for three and a half years and we had ikea desks that essentially cost a hundred what a hundred or 120 Something bucks like each that. You know, if we get $30 a year per everyone's desk, I think that's, as a business decision, it's okay to get new desks when you move to a new place. I'm still using that desk. This is my yeah. desk. You are. You are still I'm using your old keep, desk. Keeping it real. You and Joel. Joel. Joel's office. Joel is not like, a fan of change. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know if you know that like, or not. Joel's <laughs> corner in the old office, it looks like someone's uprooted it, lifted it off the ground, and set it down in his new office. It's <laughs> identical to what it was before. Even the fish is there. Yeah. I mean, that's... He's got his method. You know, he's got his system down for how he wants to work, and <laughs> you don't fuck with that system. Man. Well, everyone has their own process. Yeah, yeah. Brandon and Jill are spending a week in Seattle together, so it'll be interesting when they come back. <laughs> how, how romantic. <laughs> yeah, they're spending a week together on you know, a romantic vacation. Joel's such a huge Rangers fan, and the Rangers finally go to the World Series, and he didn't even have a chance to go to any of the games because he was out of town the whole time. Yeah. You know, I Matt and I actually made the offer to take Joel to the Monday night game. Oh, and we were rough. so fortunate because that was the game that they lost the World Series. Yeah. You know, so we kind of dodged a bullet. So there's nothing worse than watching the opposing team, like, dogpile on the pitcher's mound in your stadium, you know? Like yeah. They, after they won, it's like, ah, God damn it. You know? it's, I'm, I'm, I must be a weird sports fan because if my team makes it to the championship, I don't – it's almost like, yeah, it'd be great if they win, and it's really cool when they win, but I don't really have that – like, I don't feel really bad if they lose the championship game. I think a lot of people feel like that with the Rangers because they beat the Yankees. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that was you know the fact that the Rangers. Well, the Rangers had never won a playoff game ever in the fifty years of existence. They never won a playoff game. No, never. They, they've been they've been swept the two previous times they made it to the playoffs. Wow, that's a dubious record by the Yankees, as a matter of fact. So the fact they won their division, then they won the what the ALCS, mm-hmm. like those that was you know pretty cool. But you know making it to the World Series first time they ever made it, and then they lost in five games. But not not to switch sports on y'all, but I don't believe you. Do you remember that when we went to the Alamo and we made such a, like you made a big deal of like UT playing? Wasn't I was just used as, as an example. I don't think I was that upset. With I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, oh, I don't think I was, he was that upset either. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. I, I wish the game. I wish the game. The final score had been more indicative of how close it that was game was. Very, very close. I mean, there was a point in time in the fourth quarter where everyone's standing up. It's like we could really pull this yeah. thing out. But yeah, I mean. Talking about, talking about the UT versus Alabama game last year, we rented out a theater here in Austin to watch it with you know two hundred of our closest friends. So. And then Jeff and Griffin were the only Alabama fans. I'm not, in the whole I'm not place. a fan. I just married a fan. Like okay. I don't care at all. You're half a fan then. You own half of his fandom. <laughs> like if we ever get divorced, I'm taking half yeah, of it. Yeah, you get half of that. Fandom you ever dream growing up? You're going to marry a guy from Alabama? Like that? No, and I never expected to end up in Texas. Um, no, it's you, you know your life goes in a different direction than you expect. Yeah. No, that's that's true. That's true. I, uh, it, it is weird. I know. I expected when I was a little kid. I expected we'd be recording this podcast on the moon by now. <laughs> still on stupid Earth. Millie's actually kind of. She's she really wants a space room, and she was talking today about how she wants to do like a castle on the moon space room. So I'm gonna have to figure that That's out. That's cool. But she keeps asking why, like when we're getting like it's weird. I didn't even know that she knew about like the idea of space stations, but she's really interested in it. Maybe she saw a cartoon with one or kids, something. Kids, like, kids always get into space. Yeah, but she's it's just she's like, why are, like, are we, are there space stations on the moon yet? Like, when is that happening? Like, she's pretty <laughs> impatient about it. So. You should have her write a letter to her, uh, to her politicians, her, yeah. her congressmen. So I, I, I think stuff like that is cyclical. I think that, you know, people get into things and then they come back around because the younger people haven't experienced them. Yeah. The only thing hasn't been around in a while, it seems like it was nights haven't been big in a long time. Like, like medieval times. Like the King that. Arthur stuff. It mm-hmm. just, that seemed like it, they, that would come around like every 10 or 15 years, you know? Well, there's new Gulliver's Travels movie coming out with Jack Black. It looks terrible. Oh, God, oh, really? God. Oh, looks God. so that bad. Sound good. Yeah, but Gulliver's like, Travels with Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black's like, you know, he's Gulliver, and it's it's like a modern recreation of it. They're, they released a trailer for it yesterday, and it looks terrible. Is uh, Ben Stiller the leader of the Lilliputians? Uh, no, it's, um, who is the, uh, um, the British dude from Russell Brand, not Russell Brand, <laughs> uh, from uh, crap. What was the movie with Ben Pierre Stiller in uh, Tropic Thunder? He was, he was the director who blew up. Oh, I know the guy, but I, he hey. looks like he looks like a cross between Russell Brand and Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's I in can't it. Think of his and name uh, Jason Siegel's in it. I want to say Kristen Wiig. He was in also it. in um, uh, Night at the Museum. Wasn't he the Roman? Yeah, 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 yeah. Him and Ben Stiller or uh, Owen Wilson were yeah. like the tag team partners or whatever. Oh man, yeah, this is a. Uh, a stellar cast. Yeah, it, 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 the trailer. The trailer is pretty upsetting. But. Speaking of recreations, um, there's one, a Sherlock Holmes like remake or whatever, like a modern Sherlock Holmes. I forgot the name of it. Oh really? But it's uh, it's like a British show, and it's got Martin Freeman from oh, the yeah. British Office. Yeah, yeah. And we, we watched this one episode. Like that was all that was available on either Zune or Netflix. I'm not sure which. I think it was Zune. Um, it was actually pretty good, and um, I could totally get sucked in if I wasn't committed to getting sucked into Mad Men soon. Well, you know, Martin Freeman is the uh, he's the new Hobbit. Right. Yeah, I think. Were you telling me that yesterday? Was that you? That was me. Yeah, yeah, the guy from uh, Hitchhikers to and the Office, the original the office. office. Yeah, Jim so. or Tim. Tim, Tim from the British Office. There was a very big hubbub too recently because um, him and Don, Jack. Maybe you can explain this and understand it better than I do. But they're, they green lit or green lighted, however you say that, production for The Hobbit. 
but there was a problem in that they weren't going to film it in New Zealand because of some kind of union thing. Do you understand yeah. what happened down I, there? I'm not sure. They were talking about moving it to Australia, I think. Right, they were. And then all the New Zealand crews just got super pissed off, and they were going to boycott the movie. Like, all the people who were going to work on it were just going to be like, nope, sorry, we're not going to work on it anymore. And then it was just a huge back and forth. I'm not sure what happened, but ultimately it came down to they're going to shoot in New Zealand again. Well, they already started building the Shire, right, at that point? I guess. So they still have it. They still have it? Well, they I built- thought they burnt it, though, like for the... No, goats live in it now. Goats? Yeah. Awesome. Did you not see those photos? I like Like so. the, the farm they, they, you know, used to shoot all the, the you know, the Hobbit stuff. Uh, like the, all the houses and stuff were still there. There's, you know, there was cutouts, but now it's just these hills that have holes in them and like goats like live inside the holes. <laughs> They're going to be pissed when they have to get kicked out for production. <laughs> you know, I think that the, actually that you for a crew like boycotting or saying they're not going to work. I mean, for that franchise, it really is dependent on all the artisans. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. So well, you also want to keep craft. that same sort of feel yeah, from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. You don't want to reinvent the wheel. These people already have experience with you know yeah. that kind of world and building that kind of stuff. Well, How fact- about this? How about they made a movie that made like $2 billion yeah. as a franchise? Don't fuck with them. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Let, them, let them do it again right. Yeah. So you're going to get two more movies out of the process. Yeah. You think it's going to be right? Two movies, The Hobbit? I think so. I think they broke it down into two. That's great. So, so, but, you know, the same thing when you were talking about the Shire uh, like that um, was taken over by goats. There was a similar thing with somebody found the Skywalker Ranch in the Tunisian desert. Oh, wow. And it was taken over by nomads. Like, people were living. Oh, weird. And that, this was. Sand people? This was the original. <laughs> yeah. This was the original. You're racist. That was the <laughs> it was the original one, not the one that they made for the prequels. Right. Like somebody went and found it. I think in the 90s they found that's the, cool. Uh, yeah. The I, don't think, I guess it was uh, like nomads. Uncle like Owen and Beru's yeah. uh, like house? A nomadic culture or just like squatters. Like, do you know? I really don't know. <laughs> Are they nomads or glorified squatters? <laughs> <laughs> Man. So uh, we were talking about space and stuff. I went to the National Air and Space Museum when I was in Washington D.C. this past week. That was pretty cool, man. Like seeing the Wright brothers' plane, the actual first plane, and everything. Like, have you guys ever been to the Smithsonian? Yeah, I've been there up in DC. Yeah, that's cool. They they had Spaceship One, the um, uh, that fir- the first private spaceship to go in space. Oh yeah, that's cool. They they had that like hung out and everything, and I touched a moon rock. <laughs> They're getting pretty close, aren't they? Virgin Galactic. They're getting pretty close to starting commercial service. Are they? I think like another year. That's awesome. Something like that. Yeah. So maybe we will be on the moon, hopefully soon. Well, tell we'll, Millie to start seeing. We won't. We won't be able to afford it, but yeah, some, somebody will. Well, when, when was the last time someone put foot on the moon? Was it the seventies? Oh, yeah, it had to have been the seventies. And also, this may be a dumb Man. question, but United yes. is the United States the only country that's been on the moon? Yes. yes. Okay. China currently I'm has asterisk. plans <laughs> to go visit the moon. Okay. I thought I thought that we was were the in case. Some, what was it like? Some studio in New Mexico or something where they. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen all that stuff? That, have you seen, like, all the conspiracy stuff that we didn't land on the moon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, there was a Jonathan Frakes documentary once I saw on Fox. The last, <laughs> the last time someone yeah. was on the moon was uh, December 11th, 1972. Wow. God, so only, we See, were only a three-year span of moonwalking? <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, okay, this is the only reason why I think that, like, the conspiracy – but, like, if you went and you landed on the moon a couple of times, why wouldn't why, – what is keeping us from being there more? Because we learned there's nothing there. What, yeah. what, what benefit do you get? It's just a, whatever, right? no, no, Wow. <laughs> I've got ice in my fucking freezer. Give me $2 billion. <laughs> it's in our kitchen. Space oil. Space ice. No one's broadcasting that to the world. <laughs> Gus finding ice in the freezer. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big space enthusiast and everything, but there's a, you can throw a lot of money at that for yeah. very little return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but, know, I don't know. Space travel has – it's the, – the, the, the things that people are working on right now with the microcosm, essentially, where they're doing particle physics, I think that has a lot more – 
straight up application in our life. It's kind of hard to figure out, you know, aside from blocking meteors and then eventually expansion to other planets, what we're going to do in space. Space seems very scientific, but really, what are you? I mean, what are you going to do? So, but that whole idea of I don't know, like the thing that kind of sucks. This is something that Jeff and I were talking about recently because we were talking about Bigfoot. It's been coming up a lot lately. Um, and the reason that Jeff doesn't believe in Bigfoot straight from science to Bigfoot. <laughs> Great, there we go. <laughs> uh, the reason he doesn't believe in Bigfoot or anything fun uh, is Google Earth. So you fun. take, if you look at like the iPad's actually great if you look at Google Earth and you can zoom in and look at everything. You know, you can pretty much just see yeah, the entire world from one snapshot from <laughs> one. He knows it's not live updated, right? Like if he walks out in the street, it's not going to show him walking down the street. No, 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 no. I know that, but he's like Google Earth. He, his, Google Street View shows that I don't own my house. Is that correct? You know? Yeah. No, I, no, I, I agree with you. We're, we're also still on Congress. I still want to believe in Bigfoot. But anyway, but he's he's just like if Bigfoot existed, don't you think Google Earth would have found him? That's, that's so like stupid. Yeah, yeah, that is but anyway, like I think that people want to have like a mystery and discovery. Stuff. You know, yeah. I, it's funny we were talking about space travel. I'm going to take it back here a second. Uh, I read this article on MSNBC the other day that I guess NASA Ames Research Center is starting this project trying to get money from billionaires uh, to fund the creation of a 100-year starship. You see, they want these billionaires to give them lots of money so they can build a ship That'll travel for a hundred years to get to the closest star. That's cool. Would it be filled with rich people? No, <laughs> the, rich like people would o- the rich people would only finance it. Oh, okay. In the hopes of uh, building a self-sustaining crew that could go out there and you know get to another star. That would be cool. They also are talking about who would be volunteer for a mission to Mars that is one way. Right. Yeah. What yeah. would Jack? Let me ask you. Would you volunteer? You would never qualify, but would you volunteer <laughs> for a mission to Mars where you would be the first human being over the course of Hundreds of millions of years of evolution, if you believe in that. You set foot <laughs> on another planet, but you couldn't come back. Right now, probably not. In 15 years, maybe. Can I ask? Wait. You've got two cats now. <laughs> Is it the cats that are keeping you back? Yeah, it's the cats that holding it? me back. Assume they would have room in the budget to take care of the cats. Oh, okay. Like, um, they, would they, would they would develop special spacesuits. <laughs> Or your cats to go with you. <laughs> or they would just put out, they'd have to develop technology and put out the biggest bowl of food ever. <laughs> five, five years of food. A in solar your, array in your kitchen. powers a motor that feeds them. W- would you have constant contact with Earth? Like, would I be able, would I be able to communicate Jack, with Jack, you'd, you'd still, like, play, like, be a multiplayer. What are you missing here, Jack? What are you keeping up Your achievements would update on Xbox Live, but you could not get into a multiplayer game. Son of a bitch. Um... No, I think it'd be kind of cool. I mean, the the trip to Mars is going to be like what five years? I think it's what they said. Yeah, but it's one way. That's the big yeah, deal. Yeah. But when you get there, you've got what, like three breasted women and yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all, the, all the best parts of Total Recall <laughs> and Sharon Stone's waiting for me. So basically, the trip is five Quato. years, then plus forever yeah, <laughs> at the yeah. end of it. That's that's the kicker. You guys, so you don't have kids, would you go? I don't have kids. I'm just saying you don't have kids. Oh, I don't have kids. Would I go? Yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck it. It'd be yeah. awesome. Really? Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Would you bring Esther? <laughs> Why are you trying to start to make <laughs> Bernie, Bernie likes causing problems. By the way, somebody pointed out to me that we have friends, Griffin. We have a, a couple that we know that have such old people names. We know a couple named Gus and Esther. <laughs> it's like, you guys should be like playing canasta all day, shuffleboard. <laughs> How do you know we don't? <laughs> you guys gonna fit in right, at, right, right in at the retirement home. It's gonna be sweet, <laughs> Gus and Esther. Except you'll be with people with names like uh, Aiden and yeah, all, all the old. Yeah. When those are old people names, that'll be sad. Mm-hmm. So I guess I want to show you something. You were talking about Google Street View, right? Yeah. Um, Jeff sometimes is a little rash with big stuff. He like will decide big changes. 
And he came in and he said, I'm going to buy a house in Marfa, Texas. And I go, you're going to do what? And he I goes, <laughs> you knew about this before I did. I'm going to, I know. He goes, he goes, I found this house. It was basically, it looks like two shipping containers stacked on top of each other. Nice. So it's like this like art project essentially that you can live in, you it's know? A, it's a gun house. No, I and, saw, I saw, I was probably the first person he showed it to. He okay. was down to like working okay. on spreadsheets. You were last, I'm saying. <laughs> but I mean, maybe that means it wasn't he a was real decision. On spread, like he was actually making plans. Yeah. Like he was ready to email it off to a realtor. And find out more information. So this is what he found. Like th- that's. I will put a picture of this. Online. That looks like something you would live in on Mars. Exactly right. Bringing it back around. This is a one-way trip to Mars. This, this yeah. is going to be a vacation home. And he was going to rent it out and make money off of it. That's what he was telling me. And I realize it's a visual gag. We will put this online. But I thought, Marfa, Texas, is in the middle of West Texas. There's nothing out there. Look how green this picture is of the on the realty side of what this thing looks like. So I said, Hey, Jeff. Let's go to Google Street View and see what this thing actually looks like. You want to see one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life? I'm going to walk over there and show this to you. Okay, yeah, show me. I never okay. saw the Google Street View version of it, so I'm curious about oh, this Oh, really? Too. You're the last to know? I'm the last to know. Okay, yeah, that's the house. This is face melting when I do this. This is the house. This is Google Street View. What the fuck? Did they Photoshop that in there? I don't know. Like, it looks crease. like it's in the middle of a parking lot. Isn't that like surrounded by house? trailers? This is the same the angle, same shot from Google Street View. <laughs> It looks like what the hell? lush, wonderful terrain to Mad Max set, essentially. Yeah. That's funny. Actually, I think the house might fit in better with the parking lot yeah. scenery, but I don't want to live in Marfa. It's got a nice overhang of the, the nothing. <laughs> what is Marfa? He said it's a big uh, artist oh, okay. community. This is actually pretty interesting. And they have mystery lights there, yes, if you're Martha into lights. the Marfa lights. Uh, I think I've seen them. It was either that or maybe I saw cars at the Border Patrol. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's One or this, the other. Marfa, Texas is this tiny, tiny little town way in West Texas, like by Big Bend, which is like the big kind of like national or I don't know if it's a state or national park. Do you know? It's a park. Big a big like deserty park. It's a Big Bend National Park. Yeah. I think they filmed Fandango chomp, there. Chomp, Am chomp, I right? Okay. So it is, like in the 60s or 70s, it was pretty much like a ghost town. Like there was nothing there. Industry was gone. Like it was dying. And this artist named Chinati came to it and he was like some New York, like famous New York artist and uh, fell in love with it and decided that he was going to buy the town or like buy the old military base that was there that was like abandoned and set up, got all of his artist friends to come in, set up studios and it became this like art hub. And now people fly in from all over. Like we went there just, uh, we went in the off season, which is kind of dumb because there's really nothing going on there um, when it's, there's no like festival. So we went and we saw the Marvel lights and we stayed at this hotel and one day we went down to the bookstore, which is this, almost feels like it came right out of New York or even like some like nice parts of Austin, just like right in the middle of this tiny little Texas town. So we went to the bookstore, hanging out, looking at books and all these German people walked in, people from New York, like in this random little town in Texas, which in the, the weird thing too, it's like you go out to a restaurant and everyone working there can't afford to eat there. Like people who live there can't afford to live there because like they just have all these people buying summer homes and like spending 70 to $80 on a meal for every meal. So all the people working there have to live, I don't know, way like out in the middle of nowhere. So people like Jeff ruined the town for the locals. Well, yeah, basically. Well, he hasn't bought property. But anyway, it's Those people I, are doing I would, fine. I would say that. But they all, the art community also saved the town from completely dying out. So I don't know. There's like a give and take there. Like, it's becoming this cute little, and a lot of people from Austin are buying places there, and it's starting to look really Austin-y, but it's in this, like, completely surrounded by nothing. Hmm. Um, it's like seven hours away from Austin yeah. to yeah. drive there. It's an interesting place. It's northwest, right? Yeah, it's like out in near the Bend area. Te- Texas is such a big state. If you're taking a road trip and you hit Texas, 
watch out. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it'll be an entire day of your trip just getting through Texas. It, yeah. it looks like it's pretty much dead west, like on the same latitude from here. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's like an hour shy of Big Bend. No, Texas, State slash Texas, National Park. When I drove to L.A., to and from L.A., Texas is half the trip. Like Austin to El Paso was half the trip. Yeah, it's depressing. And then a lot of the states that surround – no offense to the states surrounding Texas, but also – never mind. Yeah, when I drove, hey, hey, there ain't much in Texas, the west side of Texas. There's when, nothing no, out I know, there. but you it takes eight hours – like we're in the middle of Texas. It takes eight hours in any direction to get out of Texas, and then you're surrounded by – well, like – I'm not going to When I drove up to the beautiful when, land I of Louisiana. <laughs> when I drove our equipment back from Sacramento when we moved our colo to Austin, I the last day like I budgeted the trip and I was like, the last day I was like, "Oh, yeah, I can do Alamogordo to Austin, no problem." Where's Alamogordo? New Mexico? Okay. And uh it's like an hour maybe north of El Paso. That was a fucking mistake. That was the yeah. longest worst part of the drive. Jason and I the first time we went to the Comic-Con in San Diego, we had to drive through West Texas and we hauled all of our gear out with us, big trailer full of merchandise. And uh, there's videos out on the bonus disc. Right? There is, yeah, on the bonus disc for the uh, for the box set. It's on there. The original box set. It's, I think the bonus disc is, yeah. yeah, is in the remastered box set too. But yeah, well, yeah, well, sorry, that's what I meant. We didn't. But the Blood Gulch. Box I see set. what you're saying. The first five seasons box set. Um, we didn't go back and remaster the live footage either. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't go out and reshoot all that stuff. Um, but the uh, it got so hot out there because Comic Con's in late July. And it was such a long stretch of nothing. I think we went literally 210 miles between gas stations. Jesus. And it was frightening because it was so hot and we were hauling so much weight behind us. And then me and Jason. Uh, that <laughs> we could literally see the gas needle moving. If you looked at the gas needle, you could watch it drop towards E slowly. Oh, Jesus. So it's a little frightening. And then you look at the, you know, on the dashboard it says the exterior temperature is 108 degrees. It's like if we run out of gas, we're probably going to die. Probably. And that's, that's kind of a lonely feeling. <laughs> At least yeah. you'll have a U-Haul full of fabulous Rooster Teeth merchandise to yeah. die with. Man, I, you know, it, it's crazy. I mean, I saw a video. I was just thinking about, like, it's like being on an island in the middle of a hostile environment. It made me think about this guy who, have you seen this new sport where they don't surf, they stand up on a surfboard and they paddle? Have you, no. heard, have you seen this? I, I must, my wife has, like, tons of gossip magazines around her house, and it seems like every celebrity in the world's doing this. They stand up and paddle? I think it's called paddle surfing. Uh, paddle, or paddle surfing, yeah, paddle surfing or something like yeah. that. Anyway... That this is like taking the, taking the fun out of surfing and making it h- harder. Well, it's like basically having a rudder. Oh, they have yeah, they have an oar. Okay, I thought you meant like they were paddling with their. Oh, yeah, okay. Go yeah, ahead. They have like an oar. Yeah, They're yeah. standing up on a surfboard and paddling with a big long oar. And um, some guy, anyway, some guy went out and he saw what he thought was a great white out there. And I thought, man, I, if that happened to me, I'd be like, thank God that was the day I was in the ocean. I saw a great white. That was the last day I was in the ocean ever again. He goes out the next day and brings a camera on a pole and sure enough finds the great white again and is like filming. The, he's standing on a goddamn surfboard, dude, with a great white underneath him. And he's like dropping a pole into, or <laughs> with a camera on the end into the water and filming the shark. I'm like, you got to be crazy. You, you put a camera in front of a great white? That's fucking crazy. You put a camera in front of Sean Penn, he'll bite you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I wouldn't put a camera in front of a fucking shark. Man, there is just no way. Why not like, at least get into a boat with something a little bit more substance? I mean, right? Like, because you're crazy. That's yeah. why. Because the guy's a nut. Because we're fun. He gets on a surfboard with a paddle and goes out into the ocean. <laughs> We've already established the craziness. Speaking of the ocean, I saw a documentary. Probably the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever seen The Cove? Uh, uh-uh. uh. It won a bunch of Oscars, and I'm not going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I was. Uh, oh my god. I was not moved by that. I actually really? hated that documentary. Really? Yeah. I felt it was very biased and one-sided. Wait, what what against the dolphins that are getting killed? Against the Japanese people. I mean, who are we to impose our our will on them. If they want to eat dolphin, why can't they eat dolphin? Like, if if India had a problem with us eating cows and they made a great documentary about it, would we be all, boo-hoo, cows, they get slaughtered and we eat them? 
You know, what's yeah. the what's the flip side here? Well, yeah, there, I mean, there is a little bit of selective uh, well, a lot compassion. Of, a lot of it had to do with like, the fact animals. that like the dolphin, like the dolphin meat that they're actually eating is like full of mercury and is actually poisoning the country. Yeah, that, and I mean, like they're hiding that from their citizens. That, yeah, I mean that's true, but that wasn't the focus of the documentary. Yeah, but, well, that's, that's not what like, everyone cries over. But I mean, they're saying, "Oh, this is something we've done for years." It's like, no, you haven't really done this for years, and you know, they, they're claiming it's tradition, but it's not actually tradition. The Japanese but, have been eating whale and dolphin for over a thousand years. But they did. There's a whole bit in the documentary where they, they're talking to people about this, and they're like, "What are you talking yeah, about?" Yeah, like, modern never heard people. In the city, don't do that. Modern people living in Tokyo don't do that, but people in the country and who live in coastal areas do, and have been for a thousand. Well, years. as far as hiding like the harmful things in food, I mean, we did that plenty, you know. Like, I mean, and I was just thinking about this the other day. Mad cow, like you hear about it all the time. Did it just go away? Or are we just not hearing about it anymore? Do you guys know? Have you heard about Mad Cow in a while? Oh no, John Titer went back to his timeline, so I haven't heard about <laughs> it. That was John Titer's big thing was Mad Cow disease or whatever he called a different name for it, whatever the protein was, CJD or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, do people still get Mad Cow? I mean, well, there's also like the bovine growth hormones and things, and girls were getting breasts earlier, and girls going through puberty at seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. We read that stat, right? It was. Uh, I'll have to look it up now so I don't misquote it. And I, I'm talking about. I, want to see I don't want to talk about girls going through puberty off the cuff. Uh, <laughs> I want to see what, Go- what Google search term you used. Yeah, <laughs> mm, safe search on. <laughs> How is it? Google safe search to stun. <laughs> All right, girls, puberty. <laughs> oh, God. Not a creepy guy. <laughs> Let me see. Er- early. Hormones. Uh, this yeah, is for yeah, re- I, dear FBI. This is for research. Can you add that into your search term? Thank God for uh, Google Live search because that way I don't have to like hit enter. Oh, it's a typo. I didn't mean to type that. Uh, ever, ever since you you just mentioned that history, like the Google history thing, I'm so careful about anything I search for. While yeah, you in. should be. Jesus Christ! Man. Now imagine somebody takes over, and one of the things I think Fireship can take over is your your Google account, your Google account, and then they just access it. They have access to your Google session. They're looking up your searches. Man, if you if you log in to search, you're a maniac. You're yeah. a maniac. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. I can't tell you, man. When I run for office, some point in the future, I'm blaming all the searches from this IP on Gus and Jeff. <laughs> I guarantee. I'll take the fall. Fuck it. Well, if I'm, you're like signed into a Gmail account, though, aren't you logged into Google? Yeah, yeah. Shit. That's why I don't log into Gmail. Yeah, it's crazy. And by the way, how many times am I going to have to tell YouTube I don't want to link my goddamn Gmail account to YouTube? Yeah, I'm going to have to do that every time I log into YouTube. Is that what's going to happen here? Yeah, I think so. All right, American girls, it seems, are growing up quicker, and this is according to well, this is <laughs> this is the Money Times website. I don't know what this is. It's money, baby. It was the first time I pulled up. Uh, American girls, it seems, are growing up quicker, according to the findings of a study. Young American girls are beginning puberty at much younger ages, some as early as seven. The study, conducted by researchers at the Breast Cancer and the Environmental Research Centers, showed that between 2004 and 2006, twice as many Caucasian girls showed signs of breast development at age seven compared to a decade ago. And then they go through this whole thing, um, and they're saying it's because one of the things they're blaming is hormones and milk and things like that mm-hmm. that we're don't realize well, we're ingesting. Was it in, in China where like infant girls were developing breast already because of uh, the formula? Like the formula had a lot of hormones in it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They have. Didn't they also have another thing where they were, they had made a bunch of formula in China that actually accidentally had poison in it or something like that? I think that was actual milk. Whoa. Oh, was it milk? I thought it wasn't there like a. Baby I think it was a baby formula. That was poison. It was formula. Yeah. Formula. Yeah. And it was a huge. It was a huge, huge deal in uh, in China. Man. Yeah, and people people in China, they lose their jobs and go to jail. Unlike in America now, where it's just you know they get on TV and nothing seems to happen to people. Yeah, except for Randy Moss. Do you hear about what happened to Randy Moss? No, oh, what yeah. happened? Yeah, yeah, okay, it's fantastic. So Randy Moss, who's a receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, they played the uh, New England Patriots. He was he was with the Patriots earlier this year, and, and the Patriots dropped him, and the Vikings picked him up. 
And he, so he had a thing where he was fined by the NFL $25,000 for refusing to speak to the press. So he comes out and does this press conference and goes, hey, y'all, I was fined $25,000 for not talking to you guys, so I'm going to talk to you, but you're not going to talk to me. I'm going to hold my own press conference, and you can just report on that. I'll ask myself questions, I'll answer them, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty, pretty funny, and it seemed like a, a big F you. But then he did that, and he kind of screwed himself over because he just started talking off the cuff. Oh, man. And he essentially said that um, – they had played. They lost to the Patriots, and he all he could do was talk about how, how great the Patriots were, and how Bill Belichick, the coach of the Patriots, is probably one of the best coaches of all times, and how he was giving his coaches information about what the Patriots would probably do, and they didn't listen to him. And then on game day, his own coaches were saying, "You know, Randy, we should have listened to you. You were right." And he goes, "And I don't want to hear that on game day." You know, and I'm sure that conversation never happened. The coaches came up and said, "You were right, Mr. Moss. You yeah. were right." <laughs> what is the NFL coach going to do that? And uh, so he, did, he goes on like this long tear. Did you see the press conference, no, Jack? I didn't see it. So anyway, you can look at it online if you if you're interested in that. But essentially, he's just talking about how great the Patriots are and insinuating that the, the Vikings are not. He walked out of the press conference and the Vikings go, "You're fired. Get out." <laughs> the coach the coach waved him. Just dropped really him. just dropped him. Six million dollar contract, six point nine million dollars or something. Yeah, they still owe him like four more. Like they're gonna pay him four million dollars, but he's not on the team anymore. Fuck off, dude. Wow. <laughs> I love it, man. More stuff like that needs to happen. But that's I not think. the worst way to get fired. We still owe you a few million, but you're but fired. No, who's going to pick him up now? I mean, no, he's, no, he's you're tainted, right. you know? Like, like T.O. had the same sort of situation. Somebody will pick him up. Yeah. Somebody will. Well, you know, someone's always going to pick up those guys, but still, it's like, you know, you've, you've got that cloud over him now. Anybody who needs a receiver, essentially. Yeah, yeah T.O. is still, you know, yeah. still catching footballs. Uh, well, I want to wrap things up. I don't want to go super long like we did last week. Mm. Got a lot of stuff going on here. So... Oh, I'm wrapping up right now. I want to mention the Rally to Restore Sanity was awesome. Out in D.C., I went to it. Uh, a bunch of fans from the site came out, and we had a big group and went to dinner and stuff. That was very, very cool for all those people to come out, and nice. thank you. Uh, we have – I have updated our events page on the website with preliminary event information for next year. We have an uh, events page? I'll put that in the link dump. Yes, we do. Oh, I didn't know that. And, uh, have you decided who's going to what yet? No, I mean, it's still so far away, and uh, we, we, we have plenty of time to determine who's going to what event. Griffin, so check out the event page. I'll put Griffin, it in the link. And we can go to the one on the moon. We have uh, <laughs> we have six events up there right now, but we'll have uh, hopefully some more as time goes on. Uh, last week on the podcast, I talked about electricity being shocked and how I don't like invisible things that can kill you. Oh, God. Several listeners sent me a link to a live leak video. Oh, no. <laughs> about apparently they use ethanol to fuel race cars. F- F1 race cars. F1 race cars, which apparently burns invisibly yeah and there was a pit fire where a bunch of people are on fire and you can't see the flames and they were having trouble oh putting them god. out so that was one of the most horrific <laughs> things i've ever seen in it's, my life oh god i have to watch that now <laughs> put in the link though i know that's why i wanted but, to say mention it here but one, one of the good things is it burns cooler than normal fire so like, <laughs> i'm only burning mildly <laughs> help so you live so. a little bit longer i'm well, getting second degree burns <laughs> but like like no one gets severely injured because of it but anyway it's still freaky as hell though that's sad. yeah with the yeah. guys i mean it's not overly graphic I wouldn't say. No. And, you know, it's just... It's old footage. It's old just footage. horrifying. How do they find it? Did they put, like, a piece of raw chicken at the end of a stick, and they walk <laughs> behind it, and they're like, the chicken's getting cooked. There's fire there. No, you look for the crowd of people, one dude is waving his arms like a maniac pointing to himself, uh, going, me, me, I'm on fire. <laughs> oh, my God. It's awful. I love, like, how the internet's like, oh, no, wait, there's some more things for you to be worried about. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Wait, till, what did they send Jeff links this week? Yeah. <laughs> saying, it's probably not age. You probably have Parasitic tuberculosis. <laughs> and you're on invisible fire. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Thanks All for right. listening. Thanks. Okay. Bye.